Welcome to the Spiritual Life Hacks with Dr. Robert Laborde. Today we're going to be talking to you about the, the topic of fear, which is seeming to be very prevalent in this season that we're in right now. Fear is one of the things that uh, people don't understand, but they it's, it's something that we all embrace unknowingly. And it's one of those things that it gives the enemy leeway into our lives. It's one of those also one of those things that um, that Jesus told us to stay away from. He constantly told the people that he encountered and that was dealing with different things to to fear not. Uh, fear is a, fear is an immobilizer. Fear will keep you from from doing the things that you want to do. Fear is. Um, uh, it's one of the things that the enemy uses to, 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 um, to gain entrance into our lives. So today we're going to talk about that. And one of the things that 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 Paul said in in the book of um, book of Timothy, he said, I've, "God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind." And when you look at this and dissect that, he said, "He has not given us a spirit of fear." So fear is a spirit, a spirit that. That comes. Uh, I, I believe it just it 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 sits or it you could say it follows us around, and when the opportunity uh, presents itself, and we open the door for it, it it begins to gain interest into our lives, and from that point on, it it begins to operate. It it not only operate in that incident or in that situation, but it'll continue to operate in different situations. But let's just go back and talk about what, he, what what Paul said. And he was talking to Timothy because Timothy was dealing with some things um, from the people. He was a young man, and the people that he was ministering to were somewhat intimidating to him. But And Paul said, God has, not, God has not given us a spirit of fear. So we can take that and set that aside. He's not, he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but what he's given us is a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. Love, the Bible says in, 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 in 1 John, love cast out all fear. Perfect love cast out all fear. And so when we walk in love, and, and the word perfect means mature love. When we walk in mature love, we're, we're, we're gaining power over all spirits of fear. So when we when we understand the power of, of, of the love that God has given us, He's shed that abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. So and, and the Bible also said that God is love. So when we when we embrace love and we begin to walk in love in every facet of our lives, we we can overcome fear. Because when we when we walk in love, God Himself comes to our aid in every situation. And when God does that, the enemy has to flee. Fear has to flee. Now, another verse in 1 John says that uh, fear has torment. So when we talk about torment, we talk about something that will, will terrorize you. Uh, but, let's, but let's go back to what Paul said. Paul said, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. Power for what? To overcome all fear. Power for what? To overcome every situation. That word power is in, in the Greek, it's dunamis. It's dunamis power, it's self-energizing power to give us the ability to conquer every situation. When God sent us his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, 
He did not hold back anything. He, everything Jesus went through was for our benefit. It was to bring us to a new dimension in life. And that's why he said, uh, I didn't, uh, uh, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came that you might have life and have life in abundance. So we're talking about an abundant life. It's not just finances. Abundant life means that every facet of your life has been touched by the supernatural. And when your, when your life is touched by the supernatural, you don't necessarily need uh, materialism. You don't need money. Jesus lacked for nothing because he had life. He had eternal life dwelling inside of him. He was the epitome of eternal life. So when we talk about life, we're talking about the power to rule and to reign in this life over every situation. And and we draw from the bank account of heaven, not from the bank accounts in the natural. And that's why Jesus, every, everywhere Jesus went, he had everything he needed. And so when, when God tells us to, 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 uh, that he's not giving us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. These are three things that we need to embrace. We, these are three things that we really need to look into. Power, love, and a sound mind. Soundness of mind means that when the enemy comes, he brings these evil thoughts into our mind to, to get us to fear. Because when a situation happens, we automatically move toward fear. When, when an adverse situation comes, we automatically move toward fear because it's a natural response. Now, fear is an emotion. So when we talk about fear, fear will cause us to shut down. It will cause us to stop what we're doing. It will cause us to, um, to move in a, in a different direction, to move away from something towards something else. And a lot of times the thing that we're moving away from is, need, is the thing that we need to move toward. So fear will keep you from that. I'm, I'm reminded of, of a verse in um, uh, Matthew chapter 8, I believe it is, when Jesus was going, uh, the, the, the centurion came and told him, he said, I, I need you to come and heal my daughter or my servant. She's at the house and she's at the point of death. And um, uh, Jesus said, okay, I'm come, I'll come and heal him. But on the way, on the way, he, he encountered this woman who, who, had, who was, um, she had a, a bleeding issue. And, and it was a bleeding issue for 38 years, I believe it was. But uh, when, when, she when she came to Jesus, or when she heard about Jesus, she came to him and, and met him along the way. And then she, she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I should be made whole. Now, the, the, the point where we're getting to is when, when uh, Jesus, on his way, on his way there to this, 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 this centurion's house, um, she, this, he was delayed by this woman who had a problem. And, but he, Jesus didn't overlook the woman's problem, but he stopped and, and, and addressed the woman's problem. But before he could address it, she had already made up in her mind. She said, if I could just but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. So uh, when she touched him, she was made whole. And then he told her to fear not. He says, uh, your faith has made you whole. So anytime we encounter a situation that's unknown, a situation where as perplexing to us, an element of fear will rise up. But Jesus satisfied this woman's fear because she, now when you look at the whole situation, Jesus or the woman 
was 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 had come out into public, which was uh, um, something that she wasn't supposed to do because she was she was bleeding. She was unclean. Anytime you're bleeding unnaturally, you you consider unclean. And she she came and touched the hem of Jesus' garment. And there's a there's a sermon in that, but we won't discuss that. But uh, when she touched the hem of his garment, she had already made up in her mind: if I could just touch him, I'll be made whole. And that's exactly what happened because she foresaw, she she pre uh, pre planned in her mind what was going to happen. Now that's a whole another story as well. But but she pre planned in her mind what was going to happen, and it happened just like she pre planned it. And Jesus said, "Your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole." So from that, he, he left her and be, went on to, the, to the, um, um, the house of this individual. And when he got there, well, on the way, she, before he got there, they came and said that she's already dead. And Jesus said, fear not, only believe. Fear not, only believe. Now, let's just stop right there for a moment. Don't fear, just believe. And this is what we need to embrace in every situation. Don't fear, just believe. In other words, believe what? Believe what you want. Believe the thing that you want. Don't don't allow the thoughts to come into your mind. Now, this is one thing that that the Lord showed me a long time ago, that we can control our thoughts. We can determine what we're going to think. And when you you decide, you make the decision of what you're going to think about, because thoughts are things, and thoughts, uh, thoughts are very, very powerful. Because thoughts determine actions. So when we begin to think about a thing, and let me just say this, you can't do anything without thinking about it first. You think about it and then you frame it. Now, and this is, this is how the world was created. God thought about it and he framed it. So when we think about something, we frame it. We, you think about what you, what, in other words, you get an idea and then you start framing that idea. But the, 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 the idea came as a thought. So you develop that thought and then you begin to frame it and then you, you begin to, uh, uh, begin to uh, frame it not only in your mind, but then you begin to frame it outside of your mind. And you produce or you, in, you create or manufacture something that other people didn't see. They never saw. Everything that we see came out of the mind of somebody. And, 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 and during the process of that, during the process of that development, there were times of fear. But the fear didn't stop them from producing what they saw or producing what they what they wanted. So we have to understand that when we talk about a spirit of fear, we talk about something that's that's outside of the realm of the natural. And, and, and Paul said it's a spirit of fear that comes. And whenever the situation presents itself, then fear is automatically there waiting for you to embrace it. Not only fear. But courage, they stand there together, I believe. I believe they stand there together. But we always run to fear because it's natural. And, and, and scientists have, have concluded that fear tends to affect the body in a negative way because it breaks down the, the, the immune system. So when we talk about fear, and that's why I believe First John said that fear has torment. It will bring torment with it, with, with it when it comes. So you have to understand that... <clears throat> Uh, or we have to understand that we need to stay away from fear. And during the, the during last year, this this past year, twenty twenty, 
I believe there was an atmosphere all over the land, not, all, all, not only all, all over the land, but all over the country. And the, the fear is produced by what people say. When, when you say something, you produce fear in people. When the doctor comes to you and say, you got cancer, it produces fear in you. And when you, when you embrace the fear as a result of what the doctor said, you give license to that thing that's, that's working in your body. You give license to it. You give uh, acceptance to it. You, you, you succumb to it. You, you, you're bowing down to it. But you can take a different approach. The doctor said that, but that, that, that he's, he doesn't have the final say. Because, because we're spiritual beings, because we're spiritual beings, there's a verse in Proverbs that says that the spirit of man will sustain his infirmity. A, a, the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. That means it will, it will hold up. It will, it will bear up under any infirmity that comes in. And you see this when you, when you find somebody that, that's in a traumatic situation uh, and um, you, you think that, that that situation is going to take them out, is going to cause them to, to cease living. Um, but, in, in, uh, but in reality, it causes them to, get, to gain a new level of understanding of what life is. And it causes them to rise up and begin to conquer that, that very thing that should have actually taken them out. You see this with people who have lost their limbs or two, two arms, two legs, whatever. And you see them be, begin to do things they never could have done with the two legs or the two arms or the two hands. So what we need to do, and I, I just read a book uh, last year that says we are to embrace the unknown. Uh, not run from it because we are, we're, we're afraid of the unknown. We're afraid of death. We're afraid of opportunities that, that will present itself. Fear will keep you from doing it. We're afraid of relationships because we've been hurt before or numerous times. So fear, fear is a factor in that. Fear, fear will cause you not to enter into another relationship. Fear will cause you not to take an investment opportunity. Fear will cause you to, um, to abandon your family. Uh, you have fear people, men, uh, and this is a good example, men who are afraid to be fathers. They're afraid to father. And that's then you see this, you see this all the time. Me being a pastor, I see it all the time. Men that don't know how to be a father, they're afraid. They're afraid to 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 allow themselves to be put in a position to father children. So fear is prevalent in the land today because I believe the enemy, he the Bible says he's the God of this world. So he releases the fear. And he knows he knows how devastating it is. So he he will he will work it into our lives, cause us to not be everything that God wants us to be. But Jesus came in and he constantly told the people, "Fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not." Why did he do that? Because fear is prevalent. Fear is everywhere, and fear it 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 is it, there waiting for you to embrace it. He, fear can't come in unless we allow it in. And this is the way it is with a, a lot of things that 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 we. Or, or situations that come into our lives, it really cannot take a, take control over us unless we allow it to. So we have to understand that us and I and I want to say this because I, I didn't say it at first, but the key to living a victorious life is first of all we must be born again. 
And being born again means being born from above. It means being born uh, spiritually. We're first born naturally, and then we got to become, we got to get born again spiritually. And a spiritual birth is a birth from heaven. A spiritual birth is a birth that, that, that is designed to operate from the spiritual realm and not the natural realm. Before we're born again, we operate from the natural realm. When we're after we're born again, we operate from the spiritual realm. So we don't listen to the natural realm. We can listen to it, but we're not controlled by it. We don't operate from that perspective. A perspective is how we view things. We view things from different perspectives. If you're viewing things from, from a ground level perspective versus a heavenly perspective, a ground perspective, don't see everything. You can see but so much. You're limited in your vision. But when you see things from, a, from, from, a, from a, um, an aerial standpoint, from an aerial perspective, you see a whole lot more. Your, your vision covers a vast area and you see a whole lot more detailed things than you would if you were op operate, just viewing it from the natural perspective. So when we are born again, that's, that's, that's the way things happen. We, we're seeing things from, a, from an aerial view rather than an earthly view or a, a ground perspective. So we're raised up. The Bible said we, we've been raised up to be seated in heavenly places, far above principalities, powers, and all these other things because we're seated with Christ Jesus. So the, to, in order to conquer free fear, we need to be born again. Now, you can do it to a certain degree in the natural, but in order to conquer fear, because fear is of the devil. Jesus said that. Fear is of the devil. So we understand that when we embrace fear, we're embracing the enemy. And so Jesus came to take full control over the spirit of fear and put it under our feet. And see, we can do that. All we have to do is submit to him and begin to allow the word of God to take control over our thoughts, our thought processes, and bring our, bring our minds into a place where we understand that fear has no control over us, only to the degree that I allow it. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but what he gave us, a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a spirit of soundness of mind. Soundness of mind means that my thoughts, my thoughts are in, in, in alignment with the things of God, with what God says about me, with, with, with what the word of God say about me, with what what, 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 what God has designed for me from the foundation of the earth. See, so when, 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 when God brings us to a place where we understand that fear has no power over us, and he does that through his word, and he does that through his men and women of God who teach us that fear is something that we can control. Fear is something that we don't have to succumb to. So <clears throat> today I want you to understand that um, and, and anything that you're encountering right now, anything that you're dealing with right now, if there is an element of fear in it, all you got to do is decide that no more. I'm not, I'm not dealing with this anymore. I know I, I, I'm a conqueror. And if you're born again, you can say that I'm a conqueror. I can overcome this. I, I, I will walk out of this thing and I will be victorious in all the things that I set my mind to. Now, notice what it says. It says that the He's not giving us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. He's dealing with the mind. So the enemy comes to our mind. This is what I want to leave you with. 
He comes to our mind, our thoughts. That's how he enters. He brings a thought. When he came to Eve, he brought the thought. Did God say? See, he brings a thought. And then you begin to embrace that thought. And guess what? More thoughts will come just like that one, identical to that one, or in the same uh, that's related to that one. So, and, and the more thoughts come, the more you are overwhelmed by the thought and the spirit of fear. And the more fear comes, the, the less you're going to uh, uh, pursue whatever you're pursuing or, 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 or the, you, you just give up. You just give up on life. When you wake up in the morning, there's, a, there's an element of fear sometimes. So, and because of what people say. And, and that's why the Bible said we got to be careful what we hear. Because what we hear will determine whether we get, become afraid or not. And, 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 and what the Lord showed me about uh, 2020, he said, this is, we're in a season right now. We're in a season of darkness. We're in a season where fear is running rampant. It's prevalent across the land right now. And not only uh, America, but all across the world, fear is running rampant. But the people of God should not be in a spirit of fear. But we should be in a, in a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. We, above anyone else, should be different from what the world is dealing with right now. And our attitude and our thoughts and, our, and what we say out of our mouth should be totally different from what other people are saying right now. We should, be, we should be the light. We should shine brighter now than we've ever shined before because this is an opportunity for God's people to rise, to rise and, and, and let the world know that there is a God that lives and dwells in his people and we are the people of God. We are the people of God. And what do we look like in this season? What do we look like? How does the world view us in this season that we're in right now? Where, where fear is so prevalent. Are, are we afraid? Are we saying the same thing that people are, uh, that the world is saying? Do, do we sound like them? Are we doing what they do? Or are we doing what God tells us to do? And that's, that's the question right now. That's, that's what we should be asking ourselves. Am, where am I when it comes to God and God's word? But I, I believe with all my heart that 2020 revealed the character, the, the, the spiritual character of a lot of people. And we need to be aware of what's being revealed. See, uh, I believe I, I truly believe that 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 there's a separation, not only in 2020, but in 2021, that the, the separation will continue. God will separate the wheat from the tares. He's, he's separating the fearful from the unfearful. Uh, I believe there's a, a verse in Revelation that talks about that. Uh, the, the fearful and the unbelieving shall, shall spend eternity in hell. So you can't take fear into heaven. See, if it's a spirit of fear and you, you carrying it with you. And see, whatever, whatever's inside of us, we carry it with us. And, and when we say things, it, it comes out in our words because our words are spirit. See? So we got to understand that, that if we have been born again, if we are the people of God, then we need to look like and act like it and live like it so that the world would know that, that, that we're not like you, but we are what you need to be. And that's, that is so powerful. If we could just, if we could just understand that. Uh, uh, and wrapping this up, I'm, I'm going to say that... Uh, <clears throat> If, if, um, if you're in a place where fear is controlling your life, it don't have to be that way. And the way to get out of that is to cry out to God. 
God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. When we cry out to God, God comes to our aid. I remember when I, before I was born again, uh, a lot of things I was afraid of. But there were certain things that I wasn't afraid of. But when I cried out to God, because I was afraid of becoming like my dad, I was, I was afraid of becoming the person that I didn't want to be. So when I cried out to God, God came to my aid. and he, he, he came into my life, and God comes into our lives through people. And the people that he brings into our life are people that he can use. They are vessels that are carrying God and God's word and a message from God. So when, he, when, when the per- people came into my life and then he began, this individual came, he began to speak some things. And the things that, that God speaks through people draw us to God. And he said, you need to come to the church that I'm that I'm a part of right now, that the church that changed my life. So I followed him there and I heard the word and guess what? I became born again. But there also was a thirst inside of me. There was a hunger and a thirst for God because I wanted something better than what I was getting. So you got to want more of, 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 of something that you're not getting. And Jesus said, he that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Now, when we get the things of God, the things of the world have to, have to find somewhere else to live. When we get the things of God, the things of the world has to find somewhere else to live. When we get the things of God, fear has to find another place to live. Because one of the things of God is, that he's given us is, is, is power, love, and a sound mind. These are the things that God gives us. He don't give us a spirit of fear. That comes from the world. But he says, I, I did not give you that, but I gave you power, love, and a sound mind. Now, who, don't, who, who, who in the world wouldn't want that? Power, love, and a sound mind. Can you imagine a world without love? I can't. It, it, it's, hard to, it's hard to even think about a place without love. So he says, he gives us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Soundness of mind is, is crucial to making right decisions, to doing things that you want to do. So I'm saying to you today that if you're in a place where, you, where fear is controlling your life, fear is causing you not to do the things that you want to do or you need to do, then you need God in your life. You need the Lord Jesus Christ to come into your life because he conquered fear. Everything that's a problem to us, Jesus conquered it. When he came and he lived and he died, he conquered. Everything he went through was for us. Everything, everything he went through was for us. Individually, collectively, he went through it for us. And he made the great exchange. All the bad stuff he wants us to give to him. All the good stuff he wants to give to us. And when I, when I say the good stuff, I'm talking about the things that make our lives better. He came that we might have life and have life in abundance. Life and life in abundance. And the verse out of Deuteronomy, it says, I set before you life and death. Choose life. Life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life. So life is a choice. When we choose life, then we're choosing to live to its fullest. And that's what God wants. But life is something that we create. Like every day we have to create life. We, we decide what we're going to create with the gift of life that he gives to us. We decide. 
We decide whether we're going to make a wreck of it. We decide whether we're going to just sit back and let life pass us by. We decide whether we're going to let life rule us or, or whether we're going to rule life. Whether we're going to create something out of what God has given us. And that's what we're supposed to do. So if, 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 you're, if you are in a, in a situation where you, you find yourself perplexed and don't know what to do and don't know how to uh, get out of it, cry out to God. God says, call unto me and I will answer. When you call to him, he will answer. There's another verse in Matthew that says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Take my yoke and learn, learn, learn about God, learn about what he wants, learn about what he has done. See, when we learn, when we find all these things out, we embrace them and it changes our thought pattern. It changes what, what we believe. See, and that's, that's, that's what makes your life change. When you, when you change your belief system, you change your whole life. You can't change your life without changing your belief system because your belief system has made you what you are today. You, you're, trying to, you're trying to fix everything on the, on the exterior, when in actuality, what creates the exterior is what's on the interior. But so we need to refocus. We don't, we don't work on the outside, we work on the inside. So uh, if there's fear, it's not on the outside, it's on the inside. In your heart. It's in your heart. So... Um, Let's 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 make this year 2020 a great year without fear, a year without fear. And we decide me. We make that decision. Am I going to am I going to embrace fear? Am I going to walk in fear this year? I mean, we don't think about it, but we do. We, we end up walking in it because it just the opportunity is there for us to do it. And we're so accustomed to allowing fear to just control us. One of the things I learned when I got first got saved was that I got to bring my, my emotions, I got to harness my emotions and bring them under subjection to the life that I, that I, that, that's being birthed inside of me, the life of Christ that's in me, the, 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 the spiritual life that's in me. I, I got I to bring all my emotions and make them subject to that life because the life that's in me is the life that, a spiritual life that is, 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 is destined to control everything about me. In reality... When God created Adam, he created Adam a living soul. That means that he lived from his soul. He lived from the life that God had put inside of him. That's where he lived from. But when Adam sinned, he began to live from the outside in. Because the enemy was on the outside, he began to live from the outside in. Everything outside controlled his inside. And so everything was upside down. Everything was topsy-turvy, not like it was supposed to be. And that's why he produced a world. Adam and his descendants produced a world that had to be destroyed. Because everything they did was wicked. Everything they did was distorted, twisted. Everything they did was wrong, except Noah and his family. So... We need to understand that fear will cause you to do everything wrong. It will cause you to do everything that, that, that is opposed to God. So let's, let, let's, let's, let's cast out fear. Let's cast it out, put it behind us, and put courage in front of us. Let's get our marching orders from heaven and live a victorious life and put the enemy to flight 
and make, and make the world to understand that there is a God that lives inside of his people and we're not backing down, but we're taking over. In the name of Jesus. Amen.